be like two minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, dude, it's just too close. We're doing, yeah, I'll start the podcast, and also there's just a bunch of Jason swearing Ooh. while we're while we're going. <laughs> okay, I've got a stroke of luck. I got a, a good stress out proc. Don't kill him. Please kill it. Please. No, it's got one health. I have to survive one more turn. Oh, boy. <sighs> My God. What are you playing? Darkest Dungeon. How many, how many guys you got left? Two, with only one that can actually do damage. And you got a healer, huh? Yeah, the other guy's <sighs> So if my damage guy dies, like it's just it's literally over. But this this boss has one health left. Don't miss. Oh, I lost two really good characters. Um, but I won. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> this was this was hard. This was a hard experience for me. What's going on, Pop Samurai fans? Welcome to another great No Games, No Life, your show for gaming discussion from uh, gaming from the table to the screen. I'm your host, your boy, Jelani Hoon, along with John. Hey, how's it going? Jason. I'm Jason. And Antonio. Hey, everybody. It's me again. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here. If this is your first time joining us for a Pop Samurai podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um... Be sure to tune in uh, at popsiderynetwork.com for the podcast there when it drops uh, every Monday. Um, the audio version of it, of course. And just, you know, you know, support us. Let people know that you got, we got a cool little gaming discussion podcast for you guys out there to listen to, you know, uh, out there. So we, we appreciate it. Also, make sure to stick with us on all of our social media platforms. Just look up Pop Samurai Network on Facebook, Instagram, at PopSamurcast on Twitter. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or anything like that, send it to PopSamurnetwork at gmail.com. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. How, how's everybody doing? Is everybody doing okay? Yeah, man. Doing I'm good. doing great. Yes, good. Well, uh, let's start the podcast off. Before we get to the gaming stuff, let's uh, do a quick little I want want updates on everybody and what they're watching, what they're doing, stuff like that. Uh, something... Let's start off with not gaming, you know? So, uh, Antonio, let's start with you. What you been watching? What you been doing? What have I been watching? What have I been doing? So, I always, like, conveniently forget what I've been watching and what I've been doing the moment you ask me this question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have been watching stuff. Uh, and, and I actually had, like, something that I wanted to talk about that I've been watching before. We started recording, and it's gone. It's gone from my mind. Um, I haven't watched any more Avatar. Jen and I haven't gotten a chance to do that. Um, We – oh, oh, I've been watching Succession. That's a really cool show. Uh, So that's a a show on HBO um, about a – like a big media conglomerate who's – like the the president and, you know, creator of it. It's Mm -hmm. it's like a Viacom type – Type media conglomerate, like it's like the fifth largest media conglomerate in the world, oh, yeah? and the, their their CEO is stepping down, and um, uh, one of the kids is supposed to step up, and then the dad at the very like last minute goes, you know what, I think I'm going to stay on for like five years, but then he has like a, a, an aneurysm, and so it's it, like the way that I kind of it kind of feels is like um, it, it kind of feels like Game of Thrones, um, like business. type. 
Yeah, but like business and it's 2020. So like like it, it, it feels a lot more like, well, not 2020 because none of the horrific end of the world shit's happening. But um, it does yeah. feel, it's like, it's like 2019, you know, where like, where like things were still just kind of normal. <laughs> Man, remember uh, 2019? Yeah, oh, remember when God. things were like normal? Um, but the, uh, but the show is really cool. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, um, like political kind of not not political in as in politics, but politics like like business politics type stuff, and the way that they kind of represent, um, uh, well, a, co- a couple of things. One, I really love the way that they represent the structure of of a business, but it's it's people. So like most, uh, a lot of times when you when you see shows where they represent people at the top and big businesses, there's a lot of like, uh, I don't, there's a lot of like fake conversations happening. You know, like a lot of like you've got to put on a different face when you're when you're talking professionally. You're not really a person. You're a, you know like a business asset. But in this show, um, all of the people at the top, they're still talking to each other like people talk to each other, which is which is a cool HBO thing. You see that a lot in HBO shows where no matter what, people kind of just talk to each other like people, uh, which I think is more representative of real life. But um, on top of that, I really love the way that it plays the dynamic of rich people and poor people because the, the, the way that they illustrate these people, they're billionaires, you know, like this family is a family of billionaires. And so the way that they show these people, the the real implications of having billions of dollars shown in a very like laissez-faire way, you know, it's not like it's not like they're going, look at how rich people, how, how rich these people are. But they are saying, um, yeah, this is this is what, you know, money gives you access to. And and that's a very cool like there's a scene in one of the earlier episodes where the family, cause it's the dad's birthday. So the family goes out to just a random base, like a, a random park really. And then they just play baseball together. But when they show up, you know, like they're just, you know, they're, they're, they've got this huge entourage of like security and stuff, but they're not kicking everyone out. They just, they, they wait until there's like a good moment and then they go in and they're just like, Hey, this, this area is going to be used for a little while. But there's like this nice family that's just kind of watching these guys play and one of the family members has to take a call and leaves. And so another one of the um, the family members, one of the younger guys, he is just like, shit, well, we're down one. And then he looks at this kid and he's just like, hey, kid, do you want to play? And in the kid's like, okay, I mean, I guess, you know, whatever. Like, cause this kid's just like some, like, you know, it's just some Hispanic kid, you know, from like, obviously not a wealthy family. And he's there with his mom and dad. And dad's like, yeah, okay, fine. And then the kid walks up and then the guy goes, listen, kid, I need a home run right now. So if you hit a home run, I'll give you a million dollars. And then the kid kind of like laughs and he's just like, I'm not fucking with you. Like he goes and he grabs his checkbook and he writes a check for a million dollars. You hit a home run right now and I will give you a million dollars. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, like the kind of, but, but, um, uh, let's just say the kid doesn't get the million dollars. I won't, I won't ruin it for people who are, who are going to watch the show, but but uh, that kid does not walk away with that million dollars. But the, just the ability to at any moment piss away a million dollars. Because I was thinking, you know, even if this guy is only responsible, like if, if he has assets, uh, not even necessarily liquid assets, but just assets in in a billion or two dollars. Um, like, can you imagine if you had if you if you were worth two billion dollars, that's like if you had two thousand dollars in your bank account, and you wanted to spend a dollar, you know, like that's. That's not any money. Like if I'm if I'm sitting on two thousand dollars, 
and I want to give somebody a dollar, I'm not even going to notice that dollar. And that's, that's, that's that same scale. If you have $2 billion and you want to give a person a million dollars, you know, like that's, you could just give them a million dollars and not even fucking realize, you know, like not even notice it, which is, which is crazy because a million dollars would set that family up for the rest of their lives. So it's just that it's a really interesting show. You know, they don't play that off as like this really big moment. It's just this very casual moment. And I like how casually they treat the, the, the dynamics of, of being an incredibly wealthy person. So it's just a, yeah, it's a good show. I recommend it. Um, I'm not done with the first season yet, but I am getting through it and I'm loving it so far. And uh, I think that's it as far as like what I'm watching. Oh, I watched um, I watched the Pursuit of Happiness, the Will Smith movie from like 20 years ago. Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah. I, so I watched it when it first came out, and at that point, I was like really getting into movies for the first time. I think I, I mean I must have been in my late teens when that first movie, when that movie first came out. And I um, I remember thinking when I, when it came out, and I was watching with my dad that I wanted to cry. Because at that point, I was getting very like I was I was able to watch movies in a newer light when I was like in my late teens, and I remember feeling like that movie really didn't do much for me. Like I was just like, I feel like this movie was trying too hard, is what I remember thinking. Um, but like I said, that was like 17 years ago, 20 years ago. I can't even remember. That was a long time ago. And then I watched this movie again, and like I watched the movie for the first time before I had. Uh, daughters so that made a huge difference oh. but but also uh i watch this movie now having having been an adult for a long time and you know like actually living through real adult struggles and you know like wondering how you know things were going to work out and really having to just kind of dealing dealing with the um with the realities of 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 starting from the bottom and trying to build something up and uh so i watched this movie again <laughs> it was i was I was working on a project and uh, Janet was in the living room and she just hears me crying. <laughs> she comes Aww. over and she's like, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's like, I'm trying to cry silently, right? Because I'm not trying to draw attention to it. But I'm like bawling so hard. I'm not sobbing, but I'm bawling so hard that you, you can hear me gasping for breath. <laughs> <laughs> and Janet comes over and she's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm watching The Pursuit of Happiness. And this is just hitting me really hard right now. <laughs> um, it, it, it's uh, funny how, like, you, you don't have appreciation for stuff like that when you're younger. But then as you grow older, it, it kind of, like, grows, like, like a whole new definition. Like, and yeah. you, think, you think you know what the movie's about, like, when you're younger. But then, you know, you get older and you realize what it's actually about. Yeah, I, I think I think on its face, you really do know what it's about when, when, when you're younger. You're watching a movie that is on its face about struggling. But you right. don't feel the catharsis until you've struggled yourself, you know? Until right, you've yeah. been through that, you don't, you don't, there's no way for you to live vicariously through the story, through the characters. But yeah, I uh, I really loved that experience. It was a really cool cool uh, moment of catharsis, and um, and so yeah, that's uh, those have been the things that I've been watching. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, moving over to John. John, uh, you been watching anything? Um, no shows really. Uh, me and Lana, we watched uh, we watched the movie Unbreakable, which I had never seen before. Oh, and I um, thought. I thought it had good moments, but overall, yeah. I thought it wasn't that great, honestly. Huh. Mm. That's, that's, that's a hot take. <laughs> like, you... like, 
Did you know the twist going into it? I'm sorry. Uh, No, I didn't know the twist, actually. Uh, I don't know. It's just, the twist didn't, like, hit me that hard just because, like, I was kind of just like like running. I was just kind of making like a bunch of like hypotheses as the movie was going on. And I think one of them was like, "Oh, I bet you Samuel L. Jackson's the bad guy. Like he dresses exactly like a supervillain." So you know, that yeah. is just, it seems like a thing that would be. Uh, and then I don't know. It just to me the movie felt like it felt like the first episode of a really good show, but then it was just a movie and it didn't continue on after that. Mm. Sure, he did try to continue it on at some point. Right, yeah. And what's what's funny is actually I saw the very first movie I saw was Split. And oh. uh I was very confused at the end when Bruce Willis just showed up randomly at the end. <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, that was a weird cameo. <laughs> yeah, that was a very weird cameo. And then now I, I watch this and I guess it kinda makes sense. So I guess. I mean I'm glad yeah. I watched it, but like yeah, I wasn't I will probably wouldn't watch it again. It is it is very much a movie of its time. Um, okay. It was very indicative of those movies around that period when it came out, but yeah. So yeah, like it definitely had like some really good scenes. Like I really like the, the scene where the kid like pulls a gun on his dad. Like mm-hmm. that was really really neat. Uh, yeah, and like, he has like, to, like had... talk him down. Yeah, that's really. Good yeah, thing. yeah. Like there were lots of really good moments, but I just feel like the whole show, the the whole movie didn't really like gel well as a whole. I guess. Yeah, there was a lot of like behind the scenes problems with that. That's why it ended so weird. Oh, um, okay. Like, you know, like how you know it it did that thing that movies don't do anymore, where it's like, oh, freeze frame on a character, and here's what happened to him, right? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it just like the studio didn't believe in it, and it couldn't like they didn't. They, there were so many production problems, and it just got cut together very weirdly. But yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. uh, other than that, uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday this week, so we celebrated that. We went to Mars oh. Cheese Castle, which was fun. Oh. oh, hey, uh, I just saw a, char- a Mars Cheese Castle picture today where they put up a mm-hmm. uh, a sign that said, uh, I can't breathe. And I was just really? like, I was like, hell yeah, Mars Cheese Castle. The caption with the meme was like, uh, meet me at the new Rebellion headquarters or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've never, I've never been there. Though I was going to say, I've never been either. So, oh really? Well, that's yeah. we should go there sometime. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's basically just like, kind of like a like a deli and grocery store type place, but it's pretty neat. It's got like you yeah. know, good, good theming and stuff. Cool. Get some cheese. Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a fucking glutton for cheese. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. I, Get some I am good not all about cheese. <laughs> oh okay. All right then. I don't know about that one, Chief. All right. Fine. <laughs> Well, they have more stuff than just cheese, so it's not sausage. just about cheese. Yeah, That's there's sausage advertising. <laughs> wow. Very Wisconsin they, of them. They do are the, are the walls made of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> the, the walls are not made of cheese. But they've got like a giant, like I want to say they have like a giant like mouse statue that's like sitting on like a giant block of cheese or something like that. But you know, it's not a real piece of cheese. Was there some sort of like motivation for you to go to the cheese castle, John? Uh, we just wanted to like drive someplace. I think I can't remember why I was thinking about Mars Cheese Castle, but it just kind of like came up at some point. We're I, like, oh, we should go to church, Mars Cheese Castle. I have a theory. Oh, yeah, you you've been watching a lot of Wallace and Gromit, and he oh, likes cheese. I think I think oh you're right. God, I think <laughs> subliminal messaging it got to you. Yeah, I think you're right. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of subliminal messaging, actually, this isn't subliminal. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to you guys something that I did today that I. 
I'm a little embarrassed of, but I thought it was funny, so I want to tell you. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw a sponsored ad for a hat. And you know how there's, like, sponsored ads? You just kind of go, how do I even get these fucking sponsored ads? Right, yeah. Well, I saw, I saw the hat, and I was just like, yeah, I want this hat <laughs> that I bought. <laughs> it's the first time I ever do something like that. Oh, uh, man, they got you, man. You're, are you embarrassed yeah. that you bought something off the internet? Uh, no, I'm embarrassed that I bought something off a sponsored it because obviously I use the internet to buy things, but like I've never bought a thing just because an ad came up for it. That was the first time that it ever happened where an ad was just like, you know, you want this. And I was like, <laughs> I, I kind of do want this. Yeah, I really, really want this. Uh, I've done that a couple times. Algorithm has your number now. Yeah, dude. Know. Yeah, Facebook finally dialed it in. <laughs> they were just like, I think we got you now. No. Well, that's cool. Uh, anything else, John? Uh, no, that's about it. Cool. Jason, what's going on? What's good? Um, well, as far as what I've been watching, I kind of was looking for something to just kind of have in the background for because, like, I've been playing a lot of games and I just wanted something going. And I settled on watching Initial D. Oh, you guys, oh. You guys know that one? Yes, it's uh. I remember, it, I remember when we played uh, uh, Crash Pandas, and I put the initial D soundtrack in the background. I remember. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that was fun. That was um, fun. that's been fun. It's initial D has been like on my list for a long time because, like, I think everyone should watch initial D at some point. It's just kind of like an icon. Uh, and it's just it's really stupid and it's really like bombastic. And like they, it has this pumping soundtrack, you know, and it's <laughs> they're just doing drifts and shit, and they're really shittily made like CGI cars, and like <laughs> it takes itself so seriously, and I think that's the best part about it. But then it yeah. has like these crazy, stupid, dramatic cuts. Yeah. Um, my first time I ever watched Initial D, like technically, I watched last year. The initial, the live action initial D oh, movie. Oh god, I love that movie. So <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, like the the editing in that movie is just pure memes. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it just it doesn't know how to keep focus on anything for more than five seconds. It's and so I, good. <laughs> it's I like the whole time I was watching, I was just like filming parts of the show and just sending it to my friend. I'm like you gotta see this, man. Like this is like, <laughs> this is unedited, just how the movie is. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love in the end where like he finds out about like the girl's secret, and he just yeah. doesn't forgive her. Like <laughs> he just he just goes and ends off with like a, him solemnly looking off in the distance. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like oh fuck you, I guess. Fuck this, I'm running away. Just don't, we should do it. I love that. That's a great movie. I love it. Yeah. So initial D, I'm into season four now. Like I'm nice. really just blowing through it. Jesus. And, um, that's that's indicative to how much I've been playing Darkest Dungeon because I just yeah. watched that while I'm playing that. Uh, as far as anything else I've been doing, like I've just been keeping up with all the protest stuff. Like I've been pretty involved with that. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty much, I mean, like, morning, noon, and night, stopping mm-hmm. to protest news for the last couple of days. Yeah. It's been pretty rough. I'm looking yeah. at that che- Cheese Castle picture right now. 
Okay. Yeah, I I didn't I don't really pay attention to the news, and so like that whole thing was going on for two days before I was told about it. Oh yikes! Yeah, fuck. I, yeah, I was like I like wasn't on Facebook or anything, so I had no clue. The um the March Friday night was ended up directly next to my house. It was a block down the street. Oh wow! Yeah, just onto the main road. So that was very exciting. It's been a, a an interesting time. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 2020 is a very interesting time to be in, so, yeah. I guess. All right, uh, so that's that's everything, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. cool. Uh, God, this week has been, for me, a bunch of up and downs. Um, guys, I got older this Uh-oh. week, this past oh boy. week. Not again. And uh, I felt <laughs> like... I fell into like a midlife crisis. I was Whoa. like, no, I'm not this old. You know, yes. I, want, yeah, yeah. I want, you know, I want to try and skateboard outside and I fell down. Skateboard. No, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Hey, okay. Hey, how, how old are you now? Did you turn 30 or 19? 31. So 31. I'm over. I'm over 30. Yeah, you're now, nice. so. in, in the 30s. You are in yes. 30s. I'm in the 30s now, guys. And uh, yeah, you know what? It feels, it feels, you know, body hurts. Getting old, um, stuff like that. <laughs> Constant body hurt. Yes. No, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know celebrated my birthday this this past week. Uh, so which was very much just stay inside and eat and you know enjoy <laughs> enjoy my pie, Woo! enjoy my Party. birthday pie, you know stuff like that. So good stuff. oh yeah, I saw the post about the birthday pie. You know what? I'm right there with you though. Pie over cake for sure. Boo, I, I will adamantly like. stand against both of you and fight. Hey, like Jason, cake. we are well aware you have bad opinions on food. <laughs> 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 you can't tell me flaking yeah. cake is a bad opinion. <laughs> I'm not, no, cake listen, I love sports. cake. I love cake. I'm not with Jelani here. I love cake. I love carrot cake. Cake, cake is good. Ugh. But not more Ugh. than pie, guy. Well, pie is really good. Hey, you know what I don't like at all? Pie. Oh my this, god! <laughs> just, get, just get this, get this sweet bread away from me. You know, the day I have fruit as a dessert, crumbly bread. The day I have fruit as a dessert is the day I die. All right. <laughs> pie, is pie, pie is the perfect, perfect. Uh, wait, okay, wait. Is fruit tart cake like a big fruit tart? Is that cake or is that pie? A tart? big fruit tart. Yeah, like those big, like those big, like. Creamy, I, I, like I think it would. I think it would lean more towards pie. Well, I was thinking about pop tarts. No, like, that's no, a breakfast I'm talking, food. I'm talking like that big round pie looking cake looking thing. Talking about fruit, like, like a Kringle? No, no, no. The like the like the stuff that has the glazed fruit up top, like a fruit tart. You guys have never gotten a fruit tart. No. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would. Um, I would say that they're very much pie. It's very much pie. You know. Yeah, I just found a picture of it. I'm gonna send it to the chat so you guys can see what I'm talking. Because I can't believe that you wouldn't know what a. I, and I am looking at it though. It definitely has pie crust, so for yes. sure it's a pie. It's pie. It's pie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, I felt uh, because I was. I mean, this is gonna be a spoiler because I didn't really do much besides play Darkest Dungeon this week. Uh, but in between playing Darkest Dungeon, like I needed like a break. <laughs> and I'll talk about it when I get to what I've been playing this week, but. Um, so I've been just been hopping into some old like movies um, here and there. Uh, I like I, I ran through like some of the Predator movies. I ran through um, just just a bunch of like old 
action movies and stuff like that. So um, that's been fun. So I'm, I'm about to be uh, recording a podcast with a friend of mine where, because he's, he's, I think, nine years. No, no, he's, he's eight years old for me. And so he grew up watching movies like RoboCop and you know, Terminator and all wow. that stuff. And I've never watched any of those movies. So we're going to record a podcast where I watch like those big iconic movies and he talks about them with the nostalgia of somebody who grew up with them, loves them. And I talk about them like a person who has no reverence for them at all and is watching yeah. them with 2020 wow. eyes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking what? of old movies, I just watched Tank Girl last night. Oh, that yeah. Really, that was That's a lot a good of fun. One. Yeah, that was yeah. really great. It's a fun movie. Cool. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess we should get to the gaming stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we yeah. all came. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's start. Let's start talking about what we've been playing, guys. That's the meat of the thing. That's you know. Let's let's get all this banter out of the way. Let's get to the meat of the episode. I want to hear whatever we've been playing. Uh, let's see who I want to go to first. Uh, let's start. Antonio, let's start with you. Ah, okay. Cool. Let's do it, man. I hope you guys are ready to hear me talk because I do nothing but game these days. Oh boy. Right. So, um, I uh, have been playing a bunch of Magic together. Uh, that game is. Uh, tremendously fun mm-hmm. uh i have uh, been playing uh, almost exclusively i've been maining this deck which is it's one of the challenger decks which is a mono red deck from this the newest yeah. and that deck is just an aggressive nightmare for everybody that i play against uh, in fact it's such an aggressive nightmare for everybody that i play against that jason after this podcast i want to ask you a question about a card and make sure that i'm playing it right because other like this is this is such an aggressive deck, and so Janet plays with me. Um, uh, my uh, my friend Hondo plays with me, and then I've uh, I've seen a couple of other friends that play this game more recently, and I've been playing with them too. And uh, man, I just like I can't get enough. I mean, I'm already very partial to, partial to CCGs, so it wasn't uh, like a big strain for me to get into it. I've always also kind of wanted to get into Magic, but man, I'm. Just uh, just reporting on the magic front that I am still having a blast. Um, right. Let's see. The um, the other game that I've been playing was I played a little bit of uh, Hollow Knight for the first time in a little while. Um, and that's because I decided that I was going to finally look into what Jason meant by I hadn't really finished it because I had only beaten the Hollow Knight. And I, I did, I, so I, I went out and I, my goal was to get the 115% full finish. <laughs> and I'm at 108% was when I finished it the second time. And that was enough to have most of the power-ups. I had all of the charms. I had um, as many masks as you can have and as many of the soul, uh, like, little extras that you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, – and, and then I, I figured – because I, going through that, you have to finish the um, the quest with uh, – what's her name? Um, the chick with the needle. I forgot her name. Hornet. The, Hornet, yeah. So you have to finish the Hornet uh, quest to even get to that, uh, to to be able to get all the stuff that I got. And it turns out that finishing up her quest, um, uh, she stands at the at the uh, like outside of the last fight, 
And then when you're fighting the last fight, she comes in halfway through and holds him down. And then you use the dream nail to enter his dream. And mm-hmm. then and then you do the real last fight. Uh, it took me, I think, I want to say like four tries to do it. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good last fight. But it's more than difficult. It's mostly cinematic. I don't think yeah. that they were trying to make a really... It's not that crazy of a fight. Yeah, they weren't trying to make a really dumbass, relentless fight. It is hard. It did take me a bunch of tries. But it, but it, it well, wasn't like Grimm that was like intended to be hell. It was, yeah. it was... I'd say the real challenge to getting that ending is getting through the White Palace. Like, that's yes. the real obstacle. Yeah, and I had already done that. You know, like I, like mm-hmm. I had done that time ago so so yeah. I, I i i beat what's called the radiance which is the boss of the game and then um and then i got you know like the real ending and that was really cool i i'm sitting at a nice 108 there is going to be a point where i go and i say all right let's do the full 115 uh because yeah. i love the game so much but i think that we're we're uh i'm still giving it a couple of you know a little while hmm. did, you um, ever, uh, did you ever find the hive Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah so, that was another part of the DLC, a different one. Oh no! Wait, that was when the god, the god stuff got pulled in, or what? I don't know when it came in. I think it was just the first DLC. Oh it sure, was, okay. it was a smaller one. The hive isn't very big. Um, yeah, actually, I guess that makes sense because one of the uh, scarlet um, like flames things that you find for the quest is in the hive. That's how I found it. Oh so, yeah, sure. So when you're when you're looking for those flames, the flames appear on your map even if you haven't discovered those areas of the map. And so I knew that there was something there, and then that's yeah. And finding the hive is really a bitch because like yeah, it doesn't yeah. really the game doesn't tell you what's there. Nope. But there's just like one point where there's like two little bees flying around, and you're yep. just kind of like, huh, that's weird. Never yeah. seen those guys before. And I found it completely by accident. I just broke that wall completely by accident. <laughs> sure. I was like, "What? Oh God! There's a whole place here. What the fuck?" So yeah, that was... my my last uh, big kind of thing was to get all of the charms, and um, the one that I really had a hard time with. Oh no, no, no! Not all of the. Oh, I mean, all of the charms are really difficult. But the thing that I had the most of of a hard time with was getting one of the last like uh, soul fragments. And it's because you have to deliver the fragile flower from the morning lady all the way to the tomb of the of the of the child's traitor. Oh, and, yeah, I never did that. Yeah, so so when you're doing this, you can't teleport and you can't use the the um the vehicle guy, the the transport dude, the weird stag. guy, the yeah. stag. So you can't use the stag and you can't use the dream nails teleport. You have to literally walk your fucking ass. From the abyss, oh no, no, from the from lands, or no, from the resting place, all the way to um, the the uh, the queen's gardens. You have to walk from there, and mm-hmm. on top of walking from there, you cannot get hit once because if you get hit at all, the flower breaks. Yeah, that part's really mean. Dude, you have to go through the fungal wastes. No, not the fungal wastes. The um, the fog canyon, the one, the one with the floating jellyfish shit. Oh, that's so tough, man. It's so tough. 
But there's there's so much shit in that Fog Canyon that that wants to just hurt you even. If yeah, there's a you. there's a similar quest in Borderlands Two where you find a ring at the starting area and you have to walk it all the way to one of the last areas without like using a vehicle or fast traveling or anything like that. That one's not yeah. fun. It's tough. It took me three tries, but each try took like thirty minutes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I wasn't having a good mm-hmm. time with it. Uh, <laughs> But I did. I did. Uh, I did enjoy my last little, well, my my latest foray into uh, into Hollow Knight. Uh, I played more Terraria, and that was a really good time. I played with a couple of friends of mine. You guys know them as Victor and Brian. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. So Victor's a big Terraria player, and he's been wanting to play Terraria with me since the since actually since before Terraria came out. We had played together before, but uh, just leading up to the new release, we had been wanting to play together, and I just hadn't gotten the time. And then uh, Brian, uh, I had been wanting to hang out with Brian too, and he's just like, well, I'm going to be playing Troyer with Victor tonight. Do you want to play? And I'm like, okay. And I jumped in and had a blast with them. Like, it's, uh, it, Troyer is always a blast. But the, the thing is, I still have not gotten past pre-hard mode. In the, in the, what, three weeks now that the game has been out, I cannot get past pre-hard mode. And so wow. that, that is how we're I still have not beaten the wall, no. Oh, it's crazy. Um you're up I, again, once again, up against a literal wall. A little wall, yeah. And now, now I do feel like um, I will have. I do right now. I think have the ability to beat the wall as long as I give it one real serious go through. Like actually, maybe <laughs> after I uh, get off this call, I'll you know just crack my knuckles and go. Okay, the wall is done now. Like I'm gonna fucking do this. Um, but I haven't given it that real last final attempt. Uh, so I think that's what I'm doing. But I do think that I'm ready. I think that I'm, that I'm there. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily see anything stopping me. You, really, the only thing that stopped me last time was the fact that I ran out of fucking, like, map, which was the first time that I'd ever... I'd never expected to run out of map. And so mm-hmm. this time I had to um, make, my, make my, uh, my arena just a little longer so that I could... Um, just have a little bit more space to shoot with, and then I got I, I got a better um, uh, a better gun. Like I, I reforged my gun to have a better um, what, what are they called? Um, I don't know thing you know that they that they mm-hmm. you know are marked with, and then yeah uh, yeah thing. Uh, and, and, but that's it. I I I think that what I have right now will be able to get me through the through the wall of flesh. So we'll see. Uh, and then, here's the real gaming thing that's been going on the last week. So, no. uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail yet. I think uh, as the weeks go on and the and the project gets gets more and more ready for for real consumption, I'll go into more detail. But I've been I, I've reignited my passion for a a game that i started designing seven years ago so back back in 2013 early 2013 i started designing a game because i had this idea in my mind for something that i thought would be really cool it's a tabletop game and uh and i worked on it really passionately and um i tried and then and then uh it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work out real or real early on. Mm-hmm. And then the game since then, since 2013 has gone through a bunch of iterations, but it's not like I've been working on it constantly. It's just every 
you know, eight or so months, maybe every like once a year, I revisit the game. And then I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, is there anything that I can improve on? Maybe, maybe not. And then I just kind of leave it at that. And it has gone through a bunch of iterations. The game since I first started working on it in 2013 has become a very different game. But the stuff that I thought was going to be cool from it is still the stuff that's in the game. Uh, it's just yeah. now I've, I've made it better. I've made it a real game. And so anyway, recently I was I was on a walk and I was thinking about just random stuff. And, and I had a cool idea for that game. And I was just like, oh, you know, not, right now while I'm in quarantine, it'd be a cool time to just kind of whip it out and kind of revision it and and uh, revisit it. I mean, and just kind of like take stock of, of what's going on and uh, and uh, see if I can if I can improve this in any in any like real way. And then I had like four days of nonstop inspiration. Like, and and it and it it it, tr- it makes sense because the, since the last time that I've worked in the game, which was I think two or a little a little over two years ago, that was before I started working uh, for Games Workshop, and that was before I played Warhammer, and I hadn't really taken Hearthstone very seriously at this point. So, like, like this was before I had really dove into um, serious tabletop mechanics. And uh, then for two years, that's literally all I've been doing, living and breathing tabletop mechanics and just talking with people about them and, and really like kind of just talking about the merits of them and experiencing a lot of different game systems. And so when I went back to work on the on the on this game, it was like this explosion of, of uh, passion and, 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 and really making sense of a lot of mechanics that I had never known how to work. And the game uh, suddenly was done. I, I finished I finished the development of it like well I finished the like the pre-alpha development of it so like all of the core game mechanics work the way that I want them to work now and um, all of the uh, all of the different uh, like game pieces that you need to play with it are done too and so I played with my dad I played with my daughter I played with my friend Hondo I played with Janet um uh, and i played with my uh friend tina like i've just been playing this game over and over and over again i've got like I, i've got like 15 games now um done uh like under my belt now at this game and uh it plays really well every time i play i find little things that i'm tweaking and that's why you know game testing so so important but i have been um uh having a blast with it so I decided to uh, start commissioning some uh, game pieces. I am um, ordering some prototype pieces, and like I'm, I'm kind of moving forward with this as if it were uh, like you know at some point going to be ready for a potential launch. So, uh, so it's still early on, you know. It's 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 I I I'd call it in in a, a fair alpha stage right now. But the game is uh, is real enough now that I'm that I'm pretty happy talking about it, and uh, and and you guys can expect that I, over the course of the next coming weeks, I will bring it up from here here and there from time to time to uh, to let you know how it's going. Holy shit, dude! That's super big. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, very cool. Bravo, man. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, and I'm and I'm looking forward to playing with you guys. Like at some point when we when we all hang out, I would love to show you what I've been working on because this is this is a real fun thing. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. That sounds cool, man. Really what is the game? What is the game about exactly? So I don't, I don't want to get too into it, but it is, it is a, um, it's a tabletop game that is played um, in a real small scale. Each player has one token, and it's kind of like a fighting game. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to kill each other. Hmm. Okay. But uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Like I'd, I'd be happy to show you the game and play the game. 
I just, uh, until, until like, because I don't know that I'm not going to, like, shelve it again soon, you know? I don't know right. how, how, how heavy the inspiration is going to be for this game right now. I'm really riding yeah. a really awesome wave because I've never, I've never, the, the game has never been so finished. And so I'm, I'm riding this awesome wave right now, but I, I want to, I want to have some trepidation just in case, like, I run out of steam and I have to shelve it again. But, uh, but mm-hmm. as long as, as long as it keeps moving the way that it's moving, maybe next week I'll have like a real good defined kind of like, um, uh, talk about it and we can, we can explore it then. Okay. Sounds good. I had a, cool. I had a very similar experience couple months back once quarantine started uh, if you remember antonio that was when i had taken myself off of your other project yeah, yeah, yeah. so like super relatable with, like everything that you were saying right there because well, like a- you come back to it right and then you like you have an idea and that idea really opens the floodgate because everything else then builds off of that idea it's like oh i can just change that to do this and now it, like that makes sense i can incorporate this into it um yeah it's a, it's a good feeling. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you, man. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I remember when you were telling me that. I think maybe that even uh, kind of played into me, me thinking more about my game when you were just like, hey, I'm working on my own thing. Because uh, I do remember that you were you said that you had really been putting some hours into it. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Man. Big stuff. Big moves. Big waves. Very cool. Very cool. Um, that's everything, Antonio? Okay. Uh, going over to John. John, what's your plan? All right, so I haven't played a whole lot, but before I came to the podcast, I did sit down and play an Ichio game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that platform, but it's like a little like it's like a like a like a website uh, where like a bunch of like indie devs post their indie games, basically. Hmm. Okay. I, I played a game called uh, Constancia. And uh, basically, the the premise of the game is that you're like climbing this mountain uh, with this other person, and uh, you you climb the mountain by basically just pressing uh, like keys by typing, basically. And uh, it was like very very tedious. And I was like, and I I bet you there's something like really cool at the top of this mountain, but like I really hate actually like playing the game. So I was like, uh, but I think I wonder if I could like like download uh, an application that I can like design like an, a, a macro to play this game for me, and uh, and so mm. I, that's what I did. I went online. I was like, uh, all right, let me get a get a macro going. And after after a little bit of fiddling, I learned the macro software a little bit, and uh, I I succeeded in creating a program that played the game for me. Then about <laughs> about one minute in, I realized that. The game was actually endless, and there was no goal. I was like, oh, God, well, okay. I guess I wow. learned this software, and I learned that the game was endless and that there was no goal. So I guess it was worth it. But then mm. I scrolled down, and it literally says right below the game that it's endless and there's no goal. So... <laughs> so <laughs> way to go. That's what. You no. Know, it's more than one way to skin a cat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a... In the game Lisa, there's like this one ladder you can climb that's like huh? really long, and you can't like it's it's slow and long, and you can't do anything to like shorten it. And huh? you go up and you go up and you keep going up, and then you finally get to the top, and there's just a statue of, of uh, a hand giving you the middle finger, and <laughs> and then you have to climb back down. You can't. It's the only ledge in the game that you can't jump off to kill yourself. You oh, have wow. to climb back down the ladder. Oh. <laughs> that's rough. Wait, yeah, what's it called? Uh, it's What's called Lisa. 
painful. Is it was is that what it's what? called? Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, like the girl name. Okay. Like Simpsons. Is, is, is it on Steam or what? what I think is so. I think it's Steam. Okay. Um, it's very much one of those like weird humor uh, indie games. Do you play as like a guy, like a bald guy with like a scar on his eye? Yeah. Like a beard. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I found the game. All right. Nice. This actually looks like it's in my wheelhouse. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna favor. Yeah, you probably like it. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, anything else, John? Uh I just played. I just played a little bit of Smash and some Animal Crossing. That's like you know nothing else to report, really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, moving over to Jason. Jason, what's your plan? What have I? Yes. Uh, well, you guys already know, but for the good people at home, I've been playing Darkest Dungeon again. All thanks to you, Jelani, you bastard. What did I do? I just joined. You started the cult. playing it. Yeah, I hate to break it to you guys, but. I don't think that there's been a group more influential in the spending money and time on video games and just games generally than you three people. <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. We are big influences. So, like, I was always playing it on and off on my Switch. And I was getting, fo- like, I was making progress, but it was really slow. And I was like, you know, on my on my Steam version, like, I have a file that I'm, like, a lot farther in. I could just start playing that one again. And the controls would be a lot easier. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, yeah, I do kind of want to play the Steam version again, but I want to mix it up. Now, I traditionally, historically, have really not fucked around with mods at all. Oh. But like, I know that the mod community in Darkest Dungeon is, like, super good and involved. Really? So I'm like, I, I, I looked into that, and they... Like basically, there. I'm sure there's all sorts of other stuff too, but there are so many like homebrewed character classes. Oh, and I was man. like, it's literally a sea of options, and I'm just swimming through it. And I'm like, oh, this one looks fun. This one looks fun. Um, so I downloaded just a bunch of mods, and I started a new playthrough on that one. Uh, and so I've been playing that for maybe six days or something, somewhere around that. And I am already farther than my my Switch version ah. um, by a significant margin, quite frankly, because I just beat all the level two bosses. Um, and on my Switch version, I've only beaten a couple of them. So it's been a blast. There are so many cool character classes, Jelani, that you'll never know. Uh, there's like a Beastmaster. There's like a pirate. There's like a, a blind fencer. A wow. fucking... Uh, uh, I don't know, man. There's so many cool ones, and it's it's honestly like a brand new game for me because it's it's just all these new classes that I gotta learn and like figure out how these like synergize with other characters. I got a guy, a rescuer. He he's got two dogs, so now I have a guy with one dog and a guy with two dogs. You, I could also download a character. I didn't because I just didn't like the playstyle. There's a good girl class, which is just a dog. So I could just have so many dogs. That's oh, fantastic. Um, it's it's really opened up a whole new world of stuff. Like what I think is really important. I think the community knows, and I think the developers did this very intentionally. Where there's not a lot of healing in that game. There's only really two healer classes in the game. Um, so. Your, all the options are super limited, but the, the modding community is like, fuck that. We're going to make like eight more healers minimum. Uh, so now I have just a bunch of options with like 
how I want to tackle that problem, which means like it, that like opens up doors for other classes to do other things if you want, or just disregard them entirely. Like the the second healer in the base game, I don't like at all, so I just haven't even touched them. I don't need them anymore. Awesome. Um, the second healer. Are you talking about the guy who's like all occulty and stuff like that? Yeah, the occultist. I do not like the occultist. I yeah. I, I mean, I want to jump on this uh, conversation with you because, like, you've been please. we're talking about the same game, but please, yeah. Please. So I, I've been playing the game, and I had a real rough moment, right? Where, uh-huh. <laughs> so like, my my time my time period of last week was like, okay, after last week's podcast, I'm gonna jump in a little bit more, play some more, um, and they're they're generally, I mean, there are different types of of like dungeons you get to go through, but like, uh, generally there's there's the skirmish. And then there's like the long dungeon, like run, right? Mm-hmm. Skirmishes are like the short dungeon, right? You can get through it. You don't need the you don't need the campsites or anything like that, right? Oh. Then the longer ones, right, are the ones where they automatically take away one of your inventory slots and give you firewood for a camp, right? And you get to choose when you use it. Um, so I hopped into a long skirmish, right? Uh, I'm not, not a skirmish, a long dungeon run, right, where I needed the camp, and I and I took the occultist guy with me, right. Because yeah. I thought the trade, because the trade-off is right with a lot of these different healers, right? There's basically only two in the game. There's the regular, like uh, maidens, the girls that do the healing, but uh, they only like classic priests. The classic Vestals. priests, yeah, the Vestals. They only ever get to heal like up to like early levels, like up to four or five health, unless they critically hit you with the heal. Mm-hmm. And so, like. That doesn't really do much when you're getting hit for like ten or eleven damage every single time. Um, In the so basement, like, yeah, yeah. But then the occultist guy, he has a heal that allows him to heal you up to like fourteen or something like that, right? Um, but it's the the range, and it says it right there is like the range of his heal is either zero to fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that he's just not going to heal your person. Yeah. Uh, and so I just had the bad luck of him not fucking doing his fucking job and healing for very minimal amounts. Got the zero a bunch of times. And uh, it, was, it was just a bad run, guys. Right? And I lost <laughs> I lost a bunch of... I lost two guys. And uh, I was very sad because I lost the Jester. And I like the Jester. But... Um, I was very saddened by that run. Um, yeah, I, the problem with that heal is like you have the chance to do zero, which yeah. suck. But you also have the chance to do like one, two, three, four, and those also suck. Yes, <laughs> it's like completely on the table that you could get them, and it has a chance to sometimes put a bleed on whoever you heal. Exactly, which also, which also very much sucked at at the same time too, because I was constantly getting the bleed on on someone. And I was like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> yeah, I, the cultists I do not like. Yeah, so I was like, "This guy sucks," and so I just never used him again. Uh, that game just wrecked me. And then, yeah, that's that was just that game. Just I had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking no breaks. In contrast, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. No, that's okay. Um. You, it's funny you're, you're talking about how the, the dungeons work with like the short and the medium dungeons. Where then, if you once you go to the medium dungeons, you you get the firewood. Have you done 
an actual long dungeon yet, Jelani? Okay, there's so, actual yes, long yes, dungeons. Yes, yes, yes. And that's uh, yeah. There's like there's a, like I said, there's a couple of different types. But the ones I've been running to are the skirmishes, which is the very short, few room dungeons, and then there's a, the medium ones with our, where I have to take a break. I have not been able to get to a long one yet because I've just been like, fuck the long dungeons. I'm gonna do the skirmishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just. <laughs> I just can't right now. I just like I've I've been spreading out around around the map to different places and locations, um, and so. But at the same time, I just had to take a little break from it because it's just it was exhausting. Yeah, I mean it's your first playthrough, so it's it's. You know, I remember when you, like you first go into the game, it's like you you're trying to figure out how these systems work, and you're desperately trying to like learn this, and meanwhile the game is like, just evilly mean to you. Yeah, um, the whole time. So like, you really have no breath like left to actually try to figure shit out. Um, even with like the long dungeons, like you really shouldn't tackle them until like you know your characters are super comfortable with that like dungeon level. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's a risk. The long dungeons are grueling. Uh, but you know, other than I don't really have much more to say about it. I just you know I've been fucking around with the mods a lot and. And the mods are also nice because like it's it's like if I don't like a character and I'm experimenting with it, I'm like, I don't really like how it feels. Just turn that mod off and they're gone. It's like, oh great. Awesome. Free oh, good. spaces. Just freed up like that. It's awesome. Yeah. Then I have to wait for you to die. You're just gone. Good. <laughs> yeah. I've only had to do that twice. Like there's only been two classes. I'm like, eh, this really doesn't like work in my opinion. Uh but you know, good effort, good visuals, you know? Because these people are making these sprites by themselves and they look perfectly like they should be in the game. It's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Uh, it's very else? cool. Anything else? Um, no, not really. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, so I uh, jump into me. I did, uh, like I said, I jumped into Doctor Dungeon. Guys, I had a very devastating moment this week. Uh-oh. I had the worst thing happen to me this week in Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay. What happened? Pray tell. I spent, right? Oh, all all oh, of God. my money, all of my money on turnips. Okay. Oh, all of no. it. I spent oh, no. I spent like close to 300,000. Okay. On oh turnips. boy. My birthday came up this week. Yes. The day before my birthday is my mom's birthday. Oh, what darkest darkest dungeon was like uh, a killer for me. I forgot <gasps> about the oh. turtles. Oh no! Did you? <laughs> they rotted. <laughs> they, oh, no, they all fucking rotted. <laughs> oh Bloody. shit! Dude. Oh. I re- I re- you know what time I realized that I forgot? I midnight on fucking Saturday. I realized. Oh. I forgot about my turnips. <laughs> I logged into the game and I just looked at my fucking turnips. They didn't rot yet, but there was nothing I could fucking do. Oh man. Yeah, you can't get they, through that process. Because they were gonna rot the second the, the it like boots into the next day. And even if I were even if I were to try and cheat, which I'm not a cheater in Animal Crossing, even if I tried to time travel they would still rot because turnips have a habit of rotting when you time travel. So, oh really? That's pun- yeah, that's a punishment for like if you try to time travel. Oh, gotcha. So, I just had to look at this nice pristine field of good turnips. All of my money. And just 
week yeah. that I lost it all. Ah, oh, that's rough, dude. dude. And I was like, I fucking thousand. I could not believe it. I was like, how did I forget to check in to see what my turnips were? And it was just like half of the because at the beginning of the week I was very much on it. I was like, let me check what my turnip prices are. Maybe I'll see, and then I'll just like if I can't find anything, I'll jump into like turnip exchange or something like that and find the island or something like that. Whatever. I was very nonchalant about it, but like I was also very like into it. But then halfway through the week, like I just forgot about everything because of everything that went on, you know. And then like over the weekend and just like just didn't think about it i forgot about my switch and, and there was a moment where i looked over and i was like switch huh i forget about oh shit <laughs> i just grabbed my switch and uh looked in and i just forgot all, i forgot about it you know and uh there goes three hundred thousand dollars so that's I'm, super rough dude i'm poor yeah man I, like i feel bad like that's, that's I'm, I'm so poor and then <laughs> And then because I stayed up so late on Saturday, I also did not get a chance to wake up early to grab any turnips at all this week. So, um, which is probably a good thing because I probably should take a break from that and try and yeah. build, up, build up some some capital because I literally, after just going around and selling a couple things, I don't have much. So I will just have to like restart from square one, you know, get some get sell my fruits, which I have a lot of fruit. I just haven't sold for a while. And I can fish and do whatever. It's just like I'm gonna have to play the game and get my my capital back up. But I'm like, God, I can't believe I forgot. So. Ew, who wants to play the game though? You know, <laughs> you can do the big stoinks. Yeah, yeah. When you can get when you can get like millions of dollars just like in <laughs> one shot. Who wants to play the game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was a, it was a heartbreaking moment for me, guys. Um, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, I can't believe it. So, Man. yeah, and it's all your fault. Isn't yeah, that crazy? it is a hundred percent my fault. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm good sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it was my fault. I literally <laughs> just forgot. I just need you to know. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you gonna do? All right. So let's uh, let's move on to topics of the week, guys. Um, I want to hear good, good gaming topics from you guys. Uh, let's have let's mix it up a little bit here. Uh, let's start with um, John. John. Okay. Uh, so th- this isn't so much of as this isn't so much of a like a discussion topic, but it's just kind of like an anecdote. Uh, so okay. So as as I said earlier, uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday uh, this week, mm-hmm. and uh, one one of the one of the things about Animal Crossing. Is that they do like they they like all of your villagers and stuff will like throw you a birthday party on your birthday. Oh God, yes, I did have that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Like, like they like, uh, like they just like decorate. Like one of them like decorates their houses and they like kidnap you basically, and then they like surprise you basically. Like it's, it's super duper cool and super duper fun. And uh, my girlfriend's birthday happened to be on a Saturday, so KK Slider also like also like sung her like a birthday song basically i don't know if that happens for everybody's birthday but it happened for us it it did happen on mine too yes okay cool and um so uh one of the uh like when the kk slider song is playing uh it sort of like shows this like cut scene and then what's cool about the birthday song is that it shows you all these like letters that your villagers uh will like like send to you basically 
And it's like, it's super neat. And it's super like heartwarming because it's like, oh man, my villagers love me, you know? And uh, I had actually, I had sent her a card, uh, like like a birthday card with like a gift. And I just said something like, like, uh, love you, babe. Happy birthday or something like that. And um, yeah, we, like, it showed up in, in the uh, song during the cutscene, And uh, I was like, oh, well, that's really cool. It like showed a letter that I sent you. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And we went back to, uh, or she went back to her house, and she looked in her mailbox, and she had gotten new mail. As it turned out, I had actually not sent her that letter that was included in the song. Hmm? So, like, I had sent her a message, but the message that she got during the song was not the message I sent. One that oh. said, hey, babe, I love you. It was like the algorithm, like Animal Crossing's algorithm had like generated this note from me and sent it to her during the song. That's what? Weird. Yeah, like it was really creepy. Like, like, what did it say? It said like, uh, have a happy birthday, babe. I love you. And then it had like a little like, like, uh, like a less than three heart thing. Uh, it's really weird because it's like a very like personalized kind of note and it is the kind of thing that I would write I swear to god I did not send that to her because I sent her a different note that, w and it was the day before her birthday when I sent it but just somehow Animal Crossing like, like just generated note to her that I would have sent to her John. and uh, I was severely creeped out John <laughs> Yeah, fucked up. Can I, can I present to you the alternative? You might not yeah. like it. Okay. She sure. might have an anim a villager boyfriend. Oh she's shit! Cheating on you. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think about that. Well, it, it, it was John. What, was, it, it, is there a villager named John on your island? <laughs> there is not a, another villager named John. No, no, and it was signed from John too, which was really weird. Oh, that's really bizarre. I know. That was Jesus. It's very weird. That's odd. Huh. Yeah, that's almost as weird as like I don't know if I, I talked about this last year, but I had another like birthday thing that was on my birthday where like Metal Gear Solid like surprised me with a thing, but Oh yeah, that's right. This, this was way creepier. It was I just like wasn't expecting it. It was really weird. Oh. The creepiness factor. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my topic. I don't know if you guys want to contribute anything. Or like want to turn it into a discussion at all, but yeah, yeah. I've Pokemon. never, I've never had a situation like that. That's weird. Pokemon does that with, on your birthday. If you go into a Pokemon Center, they do like a like confetti shoots out, and like there's a cake on the monitor. And I'm like, I've never liked it. It's like, like I guess you acknowledge my birthday, but like this is so dumb and pointless, and it doesn't do anything for me. I guess nice. has it has it ever been from a loved one and in no, in a no, no, theirs. <laughs> It's never been from an AI imposter. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, I do have a little funny antidote. Antidote. Uh, antidote. My birth antidote. 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 I have a fun anecdote uh, from my birthday day. So, like, I did the same. The same thing happened to me. Not like the letter, but like birthday party. It was fun. The the animals that I was very close with were at the party. And so that was super cool. Um, and <laughs> uh, so they do like 
they do like this whole ceremony. It's very heartwarming. It's adorable and cute, and that's what uh, that's what Animal Crossing excels at. Um, they take you to their house. They say surprise. They're all wearing cute clothes, and then they like they ask you to like blow out your candles, and so the light goes out and the candles glowing, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty feet. That's pretty cute. Blow out the candles, and then like uh, so they. <laughs> Uh, then they proceed to like just have some party games, and so like uh, John, did they do a pinata, pinata with you guys? Yes, they did do a pinata. Okay, so I thought it was like at first I was like, "What well, you racist motherfuckers? You think I need a pinata?" <laughs> no, joke. no, no, uh, no, no. Uh, so they gave. So this is what happened, right? I they don't give you any time to react to anything that day. Literally, the second you boot up the game, you leave your house, you automatically get roped into the birthday party, right? Yeah. So I had nothing in my pockets at all, right? Except for like I think my ladder, my pole for that I used to vault over rivers, huh? and like a pair of sneakers I bought from like uh, one of the animals or something like that, right? And so like that's all I had, right? Uh, so I get roped into the birthday party. I'm like, oh, super cool, and uh, go to the whole birthday party thing. One of the animals on the island had a birthday the same day as me, right? Really? Okay. And she was at the party, and she literally brought it up. Was like, "Yay, we had the same birthdays and stuff like that." And it was like, "Oh, super cool!" So we just had a joint birthday party. Cool. And so the pinata gives you like these cupcakes that you get to go around the island and hand the people, right? Huh? And uh, you hand the people, and they like, "Oh, it's like, oh, cool, thank you, happy birthday and stuff like that." That's what you do, right? I go around the island. I was like, "Okay, so I got these cupcakes. I'm gonna run around the island and give to the to all the animals." And so I do that. And then I arrive at her house. I was like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. Maybe she's inside doing something. I walk into her house, and she was just at my party. I walk into the house, and she's having her own party. Oh, <laughs> that bitch. And so I was like, oh. And she's like, thanks for stopping by to my party. And without any, and again, did not, like, I did not stop anywhere. I just literally just, like, from my party, left and handed out cupcakes and stuff like that and landed at her party. And it automatically ropes you into a conversation with her as you talk to her. It's like, did you bring me a gift? And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't bring you a gift. <laughs> because I have nothing in my pockets. And she was like, and it right away goes into, like, your pockets. And you have to give her something. And oh. I had nothing in my pockets except some sneakers I bought. And I was like, I guess these sneakers are for you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you something. Yeah. And she was like, super cool. And I was like, all right. And yeah, like, definitely that the one was weird. Sneakers. <laughs> $300 Jordans. They're free. Yeah. <laughs> Legit, they were like expensive shoes. <laughs> but I was like, I guess these aren't mine anymore. <laughs> um, so it was fun, it, but it was a fun day. But yeah, there was like some weird, like yeah, there was a weird thing having like the animal be at my party and it's run out of the party, and then all of a sudden her have her own party somewhere else. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> right, you weren't invited though. You know, two separate. Yeah, she was Miss Doubtfiring it. She was going back and forth between two parties. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this old nanny? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, all right. Cool. You're not all even right. an animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, John, good, good topic. Uh, fun. Uh, let's go on to Jason. What you got? What you got? All right. We've been talking about a lot about Darkest Dungeon. Hard games. But oh. what's the easiest game you've ever played? 
that like like no obvious dumb answers like you were expecting like a real game and it turned out like wow this was really easy uh my my example is uh a game called donut county which is oh, yeah the whole yeah a little indie game where you put like it has a plot and everything but the the game plays you are a hole like a tiny little hole and you have to like make things drop into the hole you control the hole and then, like, as you things drop in, the hole gets bigger, and then, like, you end up, like, swallowing buildings and mountains and stuff. And, like, it's a really fun concept, and it's really cute, and it's got, like, good humor. Uh, but I'm like, wow, this, I finished it in, like, an hour and a half. Like, this game was insanely easy. There was no challenge. Like, the only challenge they can put in there is, like, puzzle challenges of, like, oh, how do I make this hole grow? But, like, they weren't hard. Like, <laughs> it's just swallow something that's big enough i don't know um so it was a little disappointing honestly like it was funny but like wow super easy interesting i can say honestly i can say this has never happened to me like uh well so i i feel like normally like when if a game is like easy that's like I'm, i'm like making progress in the game so like i'm not thinking about like oh this is like you know bad or whatever so like to me like the ones that always stick out are the really hard games so I'm 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 not really sure what to say. I know that I remember uh I think maybe like the one time that happened was when I was a kid and I got the game uh Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland for Game oh, Boy Advance. Yeah. And I beat that game in like a day. And I was like, man, I beat this game in a day. Yeah. It's a little you know, I wish it had lasted a little longer, I guess. But I just replayed it and it was all good. But but yeah. Did you get the one hundred percent Meta Knight mode? I did eventually. I mean, not in yeah. the day, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, bravo to John for bringing that up because I was I was waiting because uh, I, I the only game that I could think of, um, that was I expected it to be a lot harder was the Kirby game that we all played together. Oh on yeah. Stream. Uh, what was it? Kirby's Star Allies. Star Allies. Star Allies like yeah. That? We played on. It was who was it? It was uh, me, John, uh, Jason, and uh, I, for, Ooh, I forget. I forget. Was it Pat? But, might have been Patricia? Pat. Yeah. Might have been Pat back in the day. So it was. It was a. It was a four-player game, and we're ready to go. And the game was just super easy. It was like it. It was almost as if we were playing a kids' game. Um, <laughs> I, like every Kirby game that I came across up until then wasn't exactly like super easy but at the same time it wasn't like not challenging but this one there were moments where i was like oh they're just literally gonna put us on rails and we're just gonna run (laughs) yes um but we had we still had a blast i think we still had a lot of fun because uh it was just fun doing like the characters and changing the different characters all the time (laughs) but i think like by the end of it it was like there was no challenge in that game at all uh i don't think we really even died at all or had a game over Not much. the whole the whole yeah. stream so we we beat that in one sitting we just like streamed it yeah. for a few hours and just like got all the way to the end and all of a sudden it turned into like a shooter a real shooter where <laughs> yeah we weren't, we yeah. weren't really yeah, doing it awesome, awesome. <laughs> um so yeah kirby games are not hard I, yeah that, it's true that's a fact they're fun not hard I, the only I, time the only time a Kirby game really like got me was the Kirby Tilt and Tumble, but that like that's a weird uh, offshoot one. You the know? weird yeah. offshoot one. That's the I'm only saying, time. Yeah. The only Kirby game I think is hard is Amazing Mirror, and not like because of game difficulty, but just navigating the map and getting lost is really easy in that game. Um, 
So that one, I that's like the only one I never really want to replay because the map. I think Kirby Superstar has like has like some difficult parts. Like like that game's kind of weird because it's kind of like a collection of different games. But I think yeah. like the ones that like come later are kind of hard. Well, yeah. cool. Kirby's right, a friend, not a not an enemy. You know. Yeah. yeah. Tony, you got anything? I think I have any game where my first playthrough was like stands out as being there are games that over the course of time i go back because that it would be like i know i'm gonna beat it all in like one go um but i don't like nothing comes to mind where it's just like wow what a what a what an easy game the first time through i think most games that i've ever played or at, at the very least every game that i can think of uh, had uh, like I had difficulty with it the first time. Hmm. My, I, I've never I've never really necessarily played a game where it's easy. I guess thinking back, you know, like in retrospect, um, Super Mario World is comparatively easy to games nowadays. You know, like if you like, I think if you gave me Super Mario World for the first time today, I would have a really easy time with it because of how simple the mechanics are and how like low scale the platforming is. Which, uh, one, biggest, which one is World? I always world forget. is the Super Nintendo game. The one, the one that came out for Super Nintendo. With Yoshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that, I love that game. Yeah, I so that... remember which title's which. That game is my, like, it's tied for my favorite game of all time. That one and, and Half-Life 2 are my favorite games. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, and I mean, I mean, I love Terraria and all that, but those are like the, those really like old nostalgia games. And um, and Super Mario World, I played with Jelani the, the other day, and apart from one level, I didn't have a hard time the, the rest of the game. You know, like it was, I just flew through it. Which level? And it was one of the specials. The special yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the specials. The, the special world is uh, is pretty tough. Yeah, the, it's the one with the uh, with the the P. Uh, um, like like balloon power. Oh, the balloon you... level. Fuck that yeah. level, dude. Yeah, because you have to you have to grab a balloon and then you have to grab a second balloon. Yeah, and, and it's pretty tough. And so apart was from that, legit gonna quit. He was like gonna rage quit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think this is as far as I made. But but like uh like I said in, in retrospect, I think that that game's only uh, easy now because one, I've experienced much more difficult games as, as I've grown up, and two. I know that game front to back. Like I can close my mm-hmm. eyes and play the whole game in my head. Whereas <laughs> on on the first run, of course, I had a hard time with it. I think I was like eight years old, and oh. and you know, so like every, I, th- I don't think I've ever had a game where I beat in a day and I go, "Wow, that was dumb." I, I mean, I know that games like that exist. I've just never played a game where I beat it in a day. That was the first game I ever owned for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. It came with the Game Boy. Nice. Yeah, that game is fucking awesome. Super comfort game. Just a fun, cozy game. Yeah, cool. love it. Nice. All right, well, good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take John and Antonio not having like good answers as that they're not good at games and everything is hard for them. Oh, that's okay. My, yeah. That's my interpretation. And you know what? I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> See, I was gonna take that and interpret it as. A game doesn't need to be hard in order to have fun. That is also true. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> two truths yeah. can exist at once. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was also I was also trying to actively avoid like the games that literally don't are not. It's not the point to have like a yeah. really big challenge behind it, you know. So, you know, there are certain like See, you know. I you don't know. like hard games. I I get frustrated with games, and then I go, "What is even the point?" Uh, if I'm not gonna be having fun, but but I also just have never played two games, you know. And I'm like real middle. Like I've never played Dark Souls specifically because I've been told it is like it's like a punishing game. I, like I don't want to play a game like that. I'm not, I'm not even like a little interested. We've got a casual on our hands, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I I like hard games, but the 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 one caveat to it is that it has to present like a unique challenge. Like it can't just be like ball bustingly hard, just like for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be like, like interesting, you know. Like Hollow Knight, man. Hollow Knight was that game. Hollow yeah. game. Uh, Hollow Knight was ball bustingly hard a couple, of, like a bunch of times, and I just loved it. I kept coming back for more. Games like that that are, are like designed to be hard, just because like that's the world, that's the mechanics. Those are great. Yeah. I don't like, but if I play like a game and it has like modes, I always do normal. Like I don't sure. ever try to like oh. push that because that's always just bullshit. It's always just like, oh, they do more damage. You die in one hit, and it's like yeah. that's not fun. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Been watching a bunch of like unique runs of uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and one of the runs that this guy did, he did a run where he beat the whole game without ever getting the Sheikah Slate, which is crazy because like you need the Sheikah Slate for like everything in that game. No, it's like cutscenes and shit. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's crazy the way he does it. But like, yeah, it was just it's just like so interesting. Like you have to like spend so much time like grinding and stuff. And like I could see myself doing stuff like that. Like I wouldn't want to just like play Legend of Zelda, but like everything's you know harder, but in the same way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. What do you do? Like, could you just? Leave the cave and then just go straight to Ganon? Is that you, it? You gotta like bug it out really hard. Basically, the way you uh-huh. do it is that you have to like, um, have to like activate this glitch where you like get like, uh, like an infinite jump and then you like, uh, have to like, what was it? You have to like go get a spirit orb and then like start a new game and then like the game immediately and you'll like reset but you won't reset inside of the cave you'll reset on the outside of the cave and then you have to do that multiple times because you can't get the spirit you have to you have to do that like four times because you need four spirit orbs to leave first like tutorial area yeah that's true yeah it's like it's really weird and complicated but like it's it's interesting for sure yeah that's really bizarre and then you just like go around and kill Enemies that are good that gives you good equipment. Yeah, basically, yeah. you go, you, you you try to get a bunch of shock arrows, and you just go around to like big tough enemies, and you shock them, and you steal their weapons, and immediately leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just go loot them. Yeah, like you don't even have to kill them. That's amazing. Yeah. The poor Lionel. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I. It, it, I mean, it's funny that you've been watching. Uh, like unique runs and stuff. I've also been watching unique runs of stuff as well too. So yeah, I th- I think I just watched uh, a run of like uh, Breath of the Wild um, recently, and the the guy he decided. Oh God, I forgot. What did he say? I I think it was he either couldn't. I think he said, "Can you beat Breath of the Wild without climbing?" 
I think that's what he did. Oh, boy. And so he just decided not to climb or jump. I forget which one it was. Uh, it was one of the two where it was like he just you couldn't do one or the other or something like that. And so he just barred himself from doing that the whole run. And so it was really interesting. But also it was like, man, I don't know if I'll ever want to do that. Right, yeah, like that sounds that sounds really rough and punishing. But yeah. there's a lot yeah. of stuff you can't get if you can't climb. Yeah. 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 So good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Good topic. Good topics, guys. Um Antonio, do you have a topic? Yes, I do. Cool. Please. So I don't like fighting games. I've oh. never really liked fighting games. Um, okay. okay. It, it, like, like uh, I'm talking like traditional, like like Street Fighter type fighting games. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I do like games where you fight, but not like that. But I, I growing up, I've played a bunch of them because how could you not? So my question to you guys is: I don't know how into fighting games or not into fighting games you guys are, but what's your favorite fighting game and why? Like, why did that one stick out to you? I'll start. My favorite fighting game is the original Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. I don't know why I played that game so much, but during the summer, because I had the Dreamcast, during the summer, I would go over to my friend Romero's house, and me and my friend Romero, my friend Tom, my friend Dan, would just play this fucking game literally, like, nine hours. We were just sitting on the porch playing this fucking game. Uh, and I think that just the mechanics were simple enough. I think so. The reason that I don't like fighting games is because they're too technical when you really want to get into them. Uh, the whole point of, or the whole way that you get good is that you're able to pull off combos mm-hmm. and, 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 and pull off combos sometimes using special moves. And that's so like the, 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 the company, the button combination has to be so precise where it gets even into the frame rate of the game. And that, to me, is far too technical for any fucking thing to be fun for me. And so, and so I think that, that the reason that I liked um, Soul Calibur so much was because it was, it was during a time where games were still not... I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Dreamcast was just a little bit of a simpler game, or that one was. Uh, or that game was, specifically. Because even before that Street Fighter, like, on the Super Nintendo, it was, like, punishingly fucking difficult, too. But but for some reason, there was something about that original Soul Calibur that just seemed basic enough that I could have a good time with it, just learning the basic rule set or move set without having to really slog into the, the minutia of the game. But that one's my number one pick, Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. Mm. I don't nice. like Soul Calibur. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, I'm not big in the, the, the 3D arena fighters. Okay, yeah. I I think my my favorite fighting game, it's not like a traditional fighting game either, but it's definitely gotta be like Smash. Like like probably right now it's Smash Ultimate. Oh sure, like a brawler for sure. Like Smash. Yeah. But no, no, give me a fighting game that's not Smash, because Smash is a brawler. I like Smash. Smash is different. I don't think what's what qualifies a brawler though. I thought a brawler was like you're like moving from side to side, like like double dragon or something like that. That that Smash was considered a different type of fighting game genre called a brawler, like Brawlhalla or like Rivals of Aether, where the, like you're the you're biggest like the biggest difference is like the stages, right? There's interactive stages, there's platforms, and mostly like the ability to jump a lot. Like yeah. double jumps and air dodges and shit. Like those don't exist in regular fighting games. 
Right, okay. But that's what you, separates them. You want a, a more traditional fighting game than me. Yeah, I'm talking like Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, Blaze Blue, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, I think he's talking more of like a 1v1, one player yes. versus one player on a static, yeah. you know, like... Mortal Kombat, you know, that type of shit. Okay. I'm, I mean, as a kid, really the only fighting game I played was Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, and then really? I, yeah, I didn't really like play it a whole lot, though. I didn't really have anybody who wanted to play with me, so I didn't really play it that much. Uh, and then I think, I think just like later on, I think I just really started liking the game Skullgirls, but again, I didn't really have any, yeah. like, anybody to play it with. So, I'd say probably Skullgirls. Skullgirls is a really great game yeah. um, made by... They did Indivisible, which was recently. I can't remember the name of the studio. Uh, Project Zero. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. It's yeah, just it's very, really cool. It's a very technically sound game with really interesting character designs. Um, it's very popular. Mm. The people know that it plays really well. Yeah. I mostly just like that game just because like, I really like the character designs and also just like the game like feels really, really good. Like in a way that I feel like like made like maybe some other fighting games aren't. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of unique that way. It's very but, um, fast. Yeah. But I kind of agree with you, Antonio. I don't like having to like memorize like big combos and stuff like that. Like that's, that's so just not really my jam. Me. Yeah, I, like, I think one of the biggest frustrations with Mortal Kombat was that it was always so combo-based to be able to do yeah. anything cool. You mm-hmm. know, like, I never I never did a fatality or anything like that. How could you possibly remember all those combinations? Right, just, yeah. I, I couldn't, like, my brain didn't work that way, or at the very least, I was never able to get a handle Yeah, there's a lot of lab work that's involved with getting good at fighting games, where it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again until it becomes muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. That's how you got to do it if you want to be good at fighting games. Yeah. What's your strategy? Uh, or do you know you do? Uh, for me, I okay. So I would say I'm a casual fighter game fan, right? Um, you are a fan, though. yeah. Which means that I really enjoy fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I rem- I have so many I played throughout my entire video game like uh, repertoire. Um, but I will admit this here, and I, I will always say this, I will never defend myself in this, I'm not good at fighting games, right? I'm not a, uh, a good fighter, like, uh, gamer, right? Um, fighter I don't, gamer. I don't have, I don't have the ability, you know, well, I mean, again, I, I probably could have if I really practiced it, but, you know, the fighting game genre for me was always just like, a bunch of friends are over, let's just throw in a random game that we can all just pass controllers around with. And it's not really sure. like, and again, and again, it's like, I have just like a bunch of games and I was like, you know what, let's just throw in a fighter and just like, kind of just beat the shit out of each other and like, whatever, it doesn't really matter. And so like couch play. And that, that's, that's what I remember fighters to be about for me. Right. And so, yeah, I, I played so many, you know, uh, soul caliber. I remember playing Battlerina Toshinden, um, going back to, uh, you know, Playing, uh, I Street Fighter was never my my favorite because of how like technical it was for me, um, and you know just people are super crazy good at it, so it was never my favorite. But you know I can I can respect that, um, that genre. But uh, yeah, uh, if I had to like legit say like my favorite fighting game, 
Um, it'd probably be like the Tekken series. Um, that was one of my original games that I got for the PlayStation One. Yeah, when I got it. One. And uh, Tekken back in the day was like a big game for for me and a big game for like some of my family members. Like because when we first like they first got me the PlayStation One, and this was one of the early games. Like family together was like super into it. You know, this was a moment where I was like fuck my dad's playing it my uncles are playing it and they're kind of just like trying to beat like you know go through it and like play some of the fighters and i was like that's really cool you know that's like one of the biggest memories i have so that's why like it always like that series like really grasped me even though like it's i think it's like it's just like fucking weird now but uh i still love playing that series i still love playing the characters um so like even nowadays when like i think they're on seven or whatever the hell they are on now um it's still super fun to go into it and play it. I love it. Um, characters and everything like that. They are on seven. Yeah, they're on seven. So, um, yeah, I love that series to death. I love the characters. I love the, the I love the feel of the gameplay in that. Like, it's probably the one I feel most comfortable with. It's one of those technical fighters. Um, that is, it's a three D technical fighter. So it's not. It's it's more about like placement and and like. The, the way that you, you know, um, like Street Fighter is, is very much about the combos and getting those together. And so is Tekken, but like there's just a different feel behind it. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess a close second, if I had to call a second favorite fighter, would be Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's just that a classic game. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it's just like, I love the aesthetic. I love the the 2D animation sprites. I love the way that they look. I love the way it plays. Yes, it's very Street Fighter-y um, as well, but different, you know. Um, so I I just I love that that one. I don't really like the 3D ones very much. I mean, they're okay, but I like that classic one. That one was really good. Um, that's one of the ones where you just throw it on and just like have fun with it with a bunch of people making teams. So yeah, uh, Jason. PlayStation All-Stars, baby. No. Uh, <laughs> god. Oh my god, that's such a good... Ugh. Um, I think out of the four of us, I'm the only one that like ever put effort into like being good at fighting games outside of Smash. Um, and even then, like... I'm afraid of you <laughs> in fighting games. I'm not even that good, is the thing. Like, I was... Like, all my whole life, I was not good at fighting games. Um, and then, like, uh, by the time Mortal Kombat X came out, I was like, okay, I really want to, like, be good at these kind of things. And that's, like, when I put in work. And, like, I think it's, like, I jumped on so late in my life that, like, I'm not, I haven't developed those fighting skills needed. Because, like, even with the amount of effort I put in, like, I'm, like, marginally below, like, my roommate, who's, like, really good. Um, so... Like it's 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 hard for me to like playing fighting games because like I'll get into them, but it's like oh, I like yeah I I know what I'm doing, but like you know, I'm not yeah. getting to the next level. Yeah. Um. So, but I think from like I, I, I'm, I think I have two picks because I really like to watch fighting games and I like to play them. Right. Um. And the one that I really like to watch is uh Ki the the Killer Instinct that came out oh, on the God. X- on the Xbox One. The um, original Killer Instinct? No, not the original. The one that came off of the Xbox One. Okay. I, I, I like the original, but it, it slaps. Yeah, it <laughs> slaps. Like the original is great, but it doesn't compare to like the the sheer force that is Ki. 
in my yeah. opinion. Um, that game is awesome. Like on a technical, it's like just to watch it. Yeah. Like if yeah. you know kind of what's going on, that game is probably one of the best fighting games to watch. Like it is just so visually exciting. There's so much going on. They have really cool characters. Um, but on like a technical level, that game is insane because you need the skills to like do a, like it's a high combo fighting game. So like you need to know those combos kind of like KI is a little different. There's a lot of adaptation on the fly. So you need all that technical skill, but then also they add in this the the counter break system where like it adds on this layer of a, a mental mind game where it's basically you're playing rock, paper, scissors with your opponents all the time. Like you're doing a combo, and if they guess like what your next attack button's gonna be, they can break it. But if they don't, then they lose oh, no that way. and the combo yeah. extends. Yeah. So there's this there's always this mental game of rock, paper, scissors going on that elevates in my opinion ki to like this this god tier of like technical gameplay and they talk about it like when you watch it you hear like the announcers they talk about how mentally draining this game is to play because you're thinking about so much at one time while also trying to do the combos and playing at a super high level it's insane and meanwhile it's like a a a fireman fighting a skeleton and it's awesome (laughs) Um, it's just super cool Hmm. but I think playing it, because I only have like probably three or four that I actually tried to learn. And that's like Mortal Kombat X, uh, Injustice 2, and probably Dragon Ball Fighters. Out of those mm-hmm. three, I'd say Dragon Ball Fighters is probably my favorite. Because it's Dragon Ball. It plays really yeah. well. The The skill ceiling is like, it's high. But if you want to just like know how to like know what you're doing, it's not that high. You only need yeah. to learn like, kind of a basic combo and everything builds off of that. Yeah, and that game's also the original Tenkaichi's that I really Yeah. Yeah. Playing Jason and Dragon Ball Fighters was one of the most like humbling yet, <laughs> yet just like I am not even mortal. I'm probably <laughs> a lesser than mortal against wow. against, against against Jason in it. Because he was getting perfects on me. Uh-huh. And not only that, <laughs> right? Like, I couldn't do a thing. Like, wow. I was like, I might as well not even be fucking playing right now. That, and not that, only that, that bad, huh? Jason was calling out the moves that were about <laughs> to come on the screen. He was like, he was literally just like, I forgot what, what you were playing. You were playing Tian or something like that. And it was like, goodbye, uh, goodbye, Tian or something like that. And you were calling the fucking move out. <laughs> Before the move came on the screen, you were playing TN. I would never play TN. Fuck you. Forget who you're fucking playing, but you're like, you're playing something, and then all of a sudden it was like, you're, you're just like doing the fucking super moves. You're calling them out before they even like activated well, on the yeah. screen. And I was like, what I the know fuck? what I'm pressing. What do you mean? <laughs> I know what I'm trying to do. It was like, um. I was, it was like, you, you know, like when, you know, like in Naruto or something like that, when like the ninjas do the hand signals and they call out the moves and then the move happens, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is fucking Jason during Dragon Ball Fighters. He was just like, his hands are doing something on the fucking controller. And he was like, this is my special attack. Ah! And all of a sudden, the move would pop up. And I was like, well, I just, I just couldn't do nothing. <laughs> I will agree, Jelani. You do suck. Um, yes, I suck. I do suck. <laughs> to, to compound off of that, 
I'm not that good. It's a thing. <laughs> like, I don't believe you. I don't believe I you. Can, I can hold my own. You're, like, either, like you're, you're, you're either a god in this game or I fucking don't play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such a perspective of like, who you're playing with, like, against. Like, it's yeah. like we'll have friends over and like we're, we're, we're passing controls and everything. And we're having a good time. It's like I can hold my own. And sometimes I even like I play the room and I, I get all around and I, I, I did it. And that's awesome. But it's like. Man, I really worked super hard to do that. <laughs> like, it just—it yeah. just feels like, man, I—I I feel like I've hit a ceiling. So, because I think my mind just isn't that fast. So, like, so I, I really like the slower strategic games, like Darkest Dungeon, where you can take all the time in the world to figure out what you want to do. And I, I'm yeah. good at that. But like, when you're in the heat of the moment, it's just like my brain just like sparks are flying, and I'm overheating. You know, like I just can't keep up with the mix-ups and the reads and everything. Uh, uh, yeah. Good topic. Good topic. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I got the final topic here today. Uh, final topic uh, for you guys. This is inspired from Antonio at the beginning of the, the podcast here. Um, but um, you brought up the moment where you had, were watching Pursuit of Happiness and then uh you had watched it when you were younger and felt differently about it and watched it later. I was actually wondering that made me think about like, has there ever been like games or gaming moments for you guys when you replayed a game that you felt completely different about when you had played it previously? You know what I mean? Like maybe replaying something that you played a long time ago and then just having different feelings about the game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moments that like popped up. There's like, Oh man, this is hitting differently than I, I remember it hitting me. And or something like that. Like, do you guys have any moments like that? Yeah, the the one that always gets me is uh, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. When I was a kid, uh, we rented that game, and me and my brother played it, and we couldn't get we we got pretty far. We got to the I think they're called the Exum Rangers. You know, like they're like the like those Power Ranger guys that you fight right before you go into the main boss. But I we couldn't get past that. And uh, I remember thinking, wow, this game is, like, impossible. It's an impossible game. Like, I'll, I'll never beat this game in my entire life. And then when I grew up, I got the game again, and I played through it, and I, and I beat it. And I remember having just a completely different experience entirely. Like, when I played it the first time, and we only got as far as that, like, that right before the main boss... I played it in such a little kid way where like I wasn't like I wasn't even reading what, what the items did. I wasn't um really leveling up my my characters. I didn't I wasn't really worried about team composition or not anything like that. And then uh as an adult I played the game and I was just like, dude, this is like a real game. This is like a rough thing that I had no concept for when I was young. So that's that. That's my that that would always stands out as the game that changed the most uh, for me at the right time. Yeah. Oh. No. I don't know if I have a good example for this. I'm really racking my brain right now. The only thing I can think of is um, Final Fantasy three on the DS is something I've never been able to conquer. Uh, like I get to the final boss and it's brutal because you have to, you can only save outside of the final castle and then you have to go through, all the way through that castle, fight the supposed final boss. That's a whole boss fight. And then you get sent into like this dark realm and you have to go through the dark realm and fight four more bosses. And then only then 
can you fight the real final boss? And meanwhile, you can't save during any of this time. And then you fight the real final boss, and this final boss is brutal. Like, she just shoot, shoots laser beams at you every turn and, hit, like, wipes your party every turn. And I, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, how to beat this. And I've, at the time, I had restarted and played through the entirety of that game probably three or four times, only to hit that wall at the final boss again and again until I just gave up. And it's always something, like, I thought about, should I go back and play it? But the, that thought is just exhausting. Like, I just yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah. There are so many annoying points in that game that, like, I just I don't want to relive that. That's tough. That was awful. Mm. But, but that's really my only thing I can think of that's even remotely close to that topic. I'm also kind of struggling to think of one, but I think the the one that definitely is an example of this i think is going to be uh sonic adventure 2 battle i played that game as a kid i thought it was like one of the best games i had ever played before then coming back to it now like i look at like like how like simple the graphics are and like how like goofy all the dialogue is and like how like kind of like like repetitive some of the stages are i'm just like man i can't believe i was obsessed with this game like when i was a kid (laughs) like it's really not that good actually it definitely has yeah, like, some fun yeah. parts, but like, yeah, just like I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I was like, I remember I was so obsessed with all of like the child reading and stuff like that. That was really, it was really neat at the time, but like nowadays, I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know. It just seems kind of dumb to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a different way to look at it. Yeah, bad yeah. no, games that you liked as a kid. I've I've had a lot of Game Boy Advance games, and. Let me tell you, not all of them are great. Hmm. Nice. Uh, what am I, shit. For me, like I remember uh, one of the clear things of like a game that I had felt differently when I played it once and, I, I, and I'm playing it later. Um, clearest thing in my mind was Final Fantasy VII, right? Um, first time I got this game. Um, it was during... God, man. I remember it clearly. We had went to Circuit City when that when they were still around. Circuit right? City! Like in Circuit, Circuit City, City, me, my brother, and my and my father. Father doesn't know much about games, right? So he went there and it was like, oh, get the kids a game or something like that, right? And uh, he asked somebody, like, uh, like, what's a good game or, or like, what are good games, right? Uh, going right here for the, for the PlayStation 1, right? Uh, and the guy had <laughs> told him the Final Fantasy VII, right? Uh, best game I ever played and stuff like that. That's that's probably one of the best ones, right? Um, and so my dad, not knowing, right? And I was very young at this point. Like, I was, God, I want to say, uh, probably, probably, yeah, I was, I was probably like maybe eight, between eight and ten years old or something like that. I forget. Um, man. So he got the game, right? And uh, <laughs> I remember putting it in. And then we were like looking at it and we were playing. I was going to hop into it. And me just not understanding the fuck this game was. Right? <laughs> I was like, this is dumb. This looks <laughs> weird. And what is this? I don't understand this. And like, like my dad was like, what the hell is this fucking game? Right? Like he didn't understand it either. Like we I just did not understand the concept of what this game was. Right? Because like up until this point, like I'm a stupid kid, right? Like the only thing I've fucking been like, I, I play like platformers and uh fighters or something like that right like simple games and stuff like that like you know 
PlayStation, of course, I've been playing Crash or something like that. So, like, I'm used to certain things. But, like, looking at this, I was like, I don't understand any of this. Why are they, what are they doing? I, like, I, I didn't understand any of it. And so this game went into my, into my collection of games for a long time, right? And then when I became a teenager, right, I'd gone through my stuff. And, uh, of course, getting more into games and understanding games more, I was like, man, I never gave this game a shot. I really should. And playing through it, I was like, fuck, man, I love this fucking game. <laughs> um, so and it's, and it's become one of, like, one of my favorite RPGs. And so I, I was just like, man what the fuck was I thinking back in the day? And it's funny, too, because Final Fantasy VII came out about the same time as Tekken 2. And uh, what's funny about that was because when we went, I think my dad planned on getting us Tekken 2 because we played Tekken 1 so much. Um, but then because this, this, the fateful day that uh, the Circuit City employee told him that Final Fantasy VII was one of the best games he ever played, he decided to get that for us. And then later on, I was like, I don't want to fucking understand this game. So we just like put it in my, just put it away. And then later on, then he did get me Tekken 2, and then we just had fun with it. But then it was just a weird thing. Yeah. So, you were sitting on a little nugget of gold and you didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so a little nugget of gold. I guess I just didn't understand it when I was a kid. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Any other, any other, anything else, guys? I had a, a Game Boy Advance game called Dragon Ball Z Boo's Fury, oh which is like, it's really bad. Like looking back, I put a lot of hours into it as a kid, but like looking back, it's really bad. And I just, uh, <laughs> oh, it's like it's a Game Boy. It's a Game Boy game. It's a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. Oh fuck! You know what? I had the so that that was the third game in the trilogy. I had the first two ones. I yeah. Oh wait, it had, wait, what was I'm the sure trilogy? there was a Frieza and a Cell one. And then yeah. this was the blue one, I'm sure. Which one? Which one was that trilogy? Do you guys remember the first game in the trilogy? Uh, I don't know. The Legacy, first one. Legacy of Goku. Legacy, Legacy of Goku. Goku. Yes, I had the first one in that. In that, I had the first too. and second. That one. was a good was game, though. I, although I can't, like, I to be fair, it was no a Game idea. Boy game where you just walked around and just like they get, like you shot your energy stuff, and it was. I remember it being good. I haven't played it in forever. Same, I remember it being I, good. <laughs> well, listen, you guys, like, you remember it's kind of like an RPG where, like, yes. you have levels and shit and you gain experience. But, like, at least in my experience, that game was, like, the definition of the grind. Because, like, I have memories of going in and out of one specific zone over and over and over again. Because the best enemy to kill was one of those, um, those robots from Dragon Ball, the skull robots whatever those are called from the red ribbon army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going in and out of this one room, killing this one robot for literally like an hour at a time, just to gain a couple levels so I could fight the next boss. And it's like, that's not fun, but like I needed to do it to progress. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't say that's a good game in my opinion. Uh, but, and then I, I also ground out all the collectibles in that game. Cause by getting the collectibles, either the, the Z Warrior collectibles or the Hercule Museum collectibles is how you unlocked the the fusions for Go Tanks and uh, Oh boy, uh, Gogeta, yeah. and I love Go Tanks, so I needed to get that. Uh, man, I never want to play that game again. God, I remember I, got, I never played Boo's Fury, but I remember playing Legacy of Goku One and Legacy of Goku Two, and I don't think they included the Boo stuff. But like, man, I remember just enjoying those games. But also, yeah, they had like just just weird things you had to do in those games. 
I remember you you met Hercule and he was like getting ready for a parade and like he wouldn't like start the parade and so he got a sandwich and I had to go find a sandwich for him and so he started to parade. It's <laughs> like okay, cool. So I can move out of the way so I can get past his like huge float so I can get to the next area. It was just like okay, all right. But I remember those games being good. I don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a big section of Blue's Fury where you have to play as Goten and Trunks. And you you have to go out and gather the Dragon Balls. This is not part of the main story, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so bizarre because you have to go. Yeah, yeah, you have to like go and get all the Dragon Balls, and, and then at the end you fight Broly for some reason. It's oh, like boy. Goten fighting Broly. It's so weird. That's odd. Okay. <laughs> it is odd. Yeah. Never want to play it again. <laughs> never never want to play it again. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of another great podcast here, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here for, you know, our discussion on gaming and just, you know, just some fun, just having fun here as friends. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are being good and safe out there. Uh, so make sure that you guys keep it locked off these pop samurai, spread the word about pop Um, you know, do that and just, you know, have fun with us, guys. So, uh, this has been your host, your boy, Jelani Hu, along with Jason. Jason. Antonio. Oh, hey, guys. I'm here again. And John. Hey, see you later. Uh, every podcast, we end off the podcast with a question uh, from Yahoo Answers, specifically the game and online game section of Yahoo Answers. And uh, this week's question is, why some people draw their characters too thick? <laughs> Can that even be done? Oh boy. Too See you guys thick. next week. Bye. <laughs>